0: listening to Rogue Table Talks. Here's Mike. And we're back once again. Rogue Table Talks number 117. One, one, seven. That's right. There, there are 117 species of swallows in North America. It's a true yeah, statement. That's not true. It's not true. <laughs> i didn't have anything for what's oh, that's uh, a lot of species <laughs> of yeah. swallows. um so yeah mike and chad are back uh popping in and out of travel mode uh we're actually recording this uh in a different uh different time than we normally do uh i'm sitting uh if you're watching uh, on youtube i'm sitting in a different place because <laughs> my kitchen's <laughs> getting getting worked on um so we're still, 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 sort of in transition here. Um, and uh, how you doing, man?
1: Good. I'm good, and I'm in my dining room, which is a different spot for me. And uh, I'm in Missouri.
0: In Missouri. So we're in the same state. We're in the same state. <laughs> uh, in the state of encouragement. Yeah, no, we're in the uh, same state. Um, yeah, your um, your travels have taken you to. South Carolina, and then now back yeah. to Missouri, <laughs> where you now reside again, mm-hmm. uh, which is awesome. Um, it is. Yeah, it's awesome. So it's good to have the Myers back in uh, the land, uh, the show me state. You are showing me you here. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah, and we're talking about one another uh, again, and uh, we're talking about encourage one another uh, as is a um, pretty, you know, you'd think standard boilerplate Christian expectation that we are to encourage one another. Uh, and I, what I thought I'd do is read a few passages of scripture and just kind of talk about what encouragement really is, what sometimes we take it to be, or sometimes what we you know, what what does our culture mean when it says encouragement and so on. Um, So I want to read from Romans 15, 4 and 5, where Paul uh, writes, for whatever was written in former days, was written for our instruction, that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures we might have hope. May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another in accord with Christ Jesus. So you have this towards the end of this letter, book of Romans. It's um, you know, Paul's saying whatever was written in former days, so the Old Testament scriptures, this reminder of the story we're in that through this, through encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. And that God uh, that through endurance and through encouragement we might have hope. And the God of endurance and encouragement grants us to live in harmony with one another according to Christ Jesus. So that's one passage but with uh, you know talking about, encouraging our idea that we ought to encourage one another. Let me give you another one. 1 Thessalonians four, thirteen through eighteen. Paul writes, But we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about those who are asleep or who have died, that you may not grieve as others who who do who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, through Jesus God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep, those who have died. For this we declare to you by a word from the Lord that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, and the voice of an archangel, and the sound of the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will always be with the Lord. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. So, a different yet similar context where paul is talking about uh you know thessalonican believers are dying uh i I don't want you to be uninformed i don't want you to grieve like everyone else grieves we're in this bigger story the lord is going to return the dead in christ will rise first then we who are alive will meet him in the air and will be forever with the lord therefore encourage one another with these words and then let me give you a third passage. Hebrews 10, 24 and 25. And let us consider how to stir one, up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Again, there's a reference to the story we're in as the day draws near. And what we ought to be doing as the day draws near is to stir up one another to love and good works encouraging one another, meeting together, not neglecting that as as the habit of some. Because we're in this bigger story, the day is drawing near. So, what do any or all of those three passages tell us about this this command to encourage one another?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I think you see the context of it. It's uh, typically some type of Eschatology, uh, which which simply means um, study of the end days or last days or end times, but it looks like in several of these, uh, encouragement is linked to the the return of Christ or uh, when someone dies, what happens to them, um, the res the resurrection. Um, it seems like it implies that there's a uh, need for some type of stimulation. There's a lack of, in the Hebrews passage, there's a temptation to not gather together as the church. Uh, in Romans passage, it's, uh, you know, uh, we need each other to live in harmony. We need encouragement to live in harmony and to be patient with the failings of the weak and with our neighbors. And so it seems like there's, there's all of this community conversation but in the, the larger context of the return of Christ encourage one another so there's this future kind of propulsion of helping someone go forward in their faith maybe they've got off track maybe they're scared maybe they're lonely maybe they're filled with doubt some type of weakness whatever our weakness is um, and encouragement is, is connected to that
0: Hmm. As you were talking, it was made me think of. Uh, it's. I think it's in the Two Towers, where. Is it Pippin and Gandalf, and Pippin's like, kind of? Why does it have, everything have to end this way? Or is this the end of all things, or mm-hmm. something? And Gandalf says, "End." It's not the end. Yeah, uh, and that's so he's in incur- I mean. The situation is dire, Mm -hmm. and they might die. Yeah, they're standing on the edge
1: of uh, Minas Tirith, and uh, Mordor's about to attack. Yes,
0: right. And it looks, you know, so that's the context of, hey, it looks like we might all die soon, today. We might all die today. It's the end of all things. And And Gandalf's encouragement was, well, no, this is not the end. We're in a bigger story. Uh, and I think, and so in this sense of darkness, weakness, fear, uncertainty, persecution, hardship, sickness, in the case of Thessalonians, other people are dying. Uh, take courage, you know, I, you know, encourage, I'm giving you courage, hope, endurance to live out the story you know, in the two towers, you know, so fight well today against evil. Whether we live or that we die, we're in this bigger story. This is not the end of all things. That's sort of the, it seems like those are similar contexts. Right?
1: Yeah, it's, yeah. I think there's there's also some type of implication of either weakness and or sin of encouragement is a um, kind of handing someone you know, know, picking up their sword and shield, handing it to them and saying, you know, get back in the fight. Mm -hmm. Because for whatever reason, they uh, are, you know, the opposite of encouraged is discouraged. And I think we've all felt discouraged when you keep struggling with the same sin, when your prayers are unanswered, when it doesn't seem like God's going to come through. Like when you're going through, you know, in a pandemic, it's discouraging because, oh oh we're it's it's gonna reopen everything's gonna reopen, and then there's a new strand and variant, and okay, now we're more masked than we were two months ago type thing, so it can be discouraging um so I think there's some type of it's a it's a battle it can be in the context of a, a battle motif like get back in the fight. let's keep going forward so
0: yeah, I think that's. And that, I don't know, though, I mean, so that seems plain from this, this context, that when we read it in the New Testament over and over again, it's this sort of, you've fallen, you know, uh, or someone else has, or there's hardship, or there's persecution, or others have died, or people are sick, or or in in, in the midst of all of this, Recall the story from the past, look forward to the day that's drawing near, and then be encouraged that your life still has meaning, that you still have value in the kingdom, that you still have a part to play, that the story is bigger. And I think, in other words, you know, get back in the game. Um, You know, don't be passive, don't fade away stir one another up to love and good works uh, because we're of all of this is true. And it's a sense of part of encouragement is reminding you of what's really true about you. What's really true about your life that you might've forgotten or you mm-hmm. might be doubting. Um, and I think that sounds like a very, um, you know, almost uh i don't know i think we spoil a lot of these words i'm trying to find the right words in our culture we kind of spoil i think encourage and we spoil inspiration but it's inspirational it should inspire you to launch back into life a life of meaning um does that make sense we
1: yeah i think we um spoil it because we confuse it for saying something nice that's we spoil like the real impetus behind it because we think it's you're gonna win gold you know, that's right. encouragement you're gonna you're gonna do this right when you can dream all it, the times you can yeah. do it i dreamt when all this the times medal. that you've done before you are you know 12th place so
0: right right <laughs> right i dreamt it I, luckily no one else dreamt it because they didn't do it you know um yeah it's this that is right this sense of the, the encouragement I feel like that we offer ourselves in our culture and then therefore often in the church is sort of false. It's sort of, it's going to be great. You're going to have a great day. Go out and have a great day today where, well, I mean, I hope you have a great day, um, you know, and hopefully it does work out. Uh, <laughs> but that's not what the you Bible know, Bible's saying. Hey, things look bad, you know. Pippin, Sandaganda, we might all die. To, you know, things look dark. And encouragement is yes, but that's not the whole story. Uh, yes, but that doesn't define you. Yes, but there's a well, bigger picture. Go ahead.
1: And, and I think the difference when you're looking at what this is, I think it's um, encouragement doesn't always feel good. In fact, sometimes when real encouragement probably you probably get a minorly offended in the moment because mm-hmm. look at the Romans passage. It's like you need to bear with people's weaknesses. Well, when I'm impatient, the last thing I want is someone encouraging me to be patient with someone Right. and I might get offended. Right. And I don't like it. But the fact that they said that to me, I go away and that truth lodges itself in my mind and then I'm encouraged. So initially I don't know if it feels good. Like, you know, stir one another up to love and good works. That's because maybe we've become slack or selfish or lazy. And when someone says that to us, uh, true encouragement, probably it's like medicine. You know, I'm sure you remember when uh, medicine tasted bad. Mm. <laughs> it doesn't mm. taste bad anymore. It tastes like, you know, bubble gum and grape. Because we got soft, syrup. Chad. <laughs> That's right.
0: <laughs>
1: but, but, but... Uh, it's like medicine; it tastes bad in the moment, but it's going to work its way uh, into a, its healing effects, uh, so to speak. But that's kind of, I think, true encouragement. It it might not be good in the moment. You you might not. You mm-hmm. probably don't want to hear it. Is what I'm getting at. Yeah.
0: And yeah, uh, there's a there's a take your medicine sort of situation where uh, you know to, to actually take your medicine is unpleasant in the moment uh um and yet it's what is needed. Um it's what is um helpful, you know, is what is, you know, something that uh is uh a good a good reminder of a true thing that might be unpleasant in the moment. Like you said, um, you know you, you you might need to take your medicine and by that I mean you might need to um, hey, you might need to get back in the game and start serving the kingdom or hey, mm-hmm. you know, you need you need to get back into gathering with God's people on a regular basis, which is exactly what these these passages are saying to stir one another up to love and good works means I'm encouraging you to like do stuff for the kingdom. And uh, I'm encouraging you to gather with God's people because that's who you are. That's the story you're really in uh, even if you don't feel like it, or even if you're disappointed with, you know, disappointed with God's people, maybe, uh, maybe perhaps rightly so, but the encouragement is okay, but that's not the whole story. That's, you know, and I think that, like you said, that it doesn't always feel good. If it doesn't feel good, it doesn't seem like encouragement often to us in our culture because it's, it's more of the greeting card sort of, you're going to do it. Um, you know you're you know just be happy and look happy and seem happy and feel happy and that'll be in an and none of the encouragement in the Bible seems it's like it's that at all it's actually take courage give courage I'm going to give courage to you uh, in in the midst of a hard time
1: well so so, so we've talked a about like what encouragement is the context of it um, how how do you encu- how how do you become a good encourager? Like if you're if you're if you think well, it's I'm tasked with giving encouragement or speaking encouragement. How do you how are you a good encourager? What's a bad what's a bad way to encourage people? Maybe what do you think? And is it only words? Is encouragement only like is it only saying something?
0: Yeah, no, I mean, no, it's not always just saying something. Obviously. Um, I think if you can be encouraging by living a life of meaning, then you can encourage someone else by showing them there is a life of meaning here for you to live. Even though, you know, the church is imperfect and people are imperfect and people let you down, there's still, if I live this life of meaning in the kingdom, for the kingdom, fruitfulness in the kingdom, it should encourage you to go oh yes okay i can see that it's there's an example for me uh that is spurring me on in a positive way or in the lack of which is is you know discouraging me perhaps from uh this idea you know maybe if the church is not perfect so i'm i'm sitting it out that might be a discouragement um and i do think that is uh super countercultural that i would you know encourage you to do something you don't want to do seems it seems countercultural to us encouragement we expect it to feel good in the moment and this kind of encouragement maybe does it it's like you know somebody needs to say hey you've been sitting out long enough uh, you know how are you going to get back in the game you know how are you going to live life of meaning how are you going to you know, import, uh, you know, impart fruitfulness to other people. Um, and I think that's, that's the sort of encouragement that we're just uncomfortable because, you know, it's none of my business. You know? Who am I? Right. That's much more cultural. And it's Absolutely. almost to say, Oh, I'm, I'm encouraging you by saying it's fine if you sit it out, you know? Um, it's yeah. Fine if I, you sit I think it that's, that's, that's that the one. opposite
1: it's the opposite and i think that's dead on that's why that's maybe cynical view but i don't know if we're really good at genuine encouragement because to encourage someone you risk vulnerability and you risk offending them and you risk rejection and no, you you don't need to be a jerk about it you 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 don't want to be the guy that's always or girl that's always trying to fix somebody like that's not encouragement right like always telling everybody what to do is obnoxious um, but when there's true encouragement that needs to happen It means you're going to cut against the grain because, you know, for Hebrews, they're not wanting to gather together to say, hey, you know, don't give up. Keep meeting together while you're cutting against the grain of someone's actions and maybe someone's attitude and potentially um, a whole culture that's built. This is this is why I think, you know, what where encouragement really comes to play is. You know, it's so tempting to be toxic today, so Mm -hmm. tempting to be just a just to trash everything, everyone, the government, your neighbor, the church, the, this, like everything. Well, maybe encouragement is you don't join in that, you know, you're, you're in a conversation and there's just a huge culture momentum of toxicity. And your encouragement is not to join in that, to stay silent, or your encouragement is to say something, you know, to help counter it, you know, Mm -hmm. let's see how this plays out. Or you know, these are these are people making tough decisions and if I was in that situation I'd I'm probably screw up as well. So I think that's where true encouragement risks vulnerability and that's what you're getting at. It's really difficult because you're essentially um going against some type of behavior attitude. You know. And and you don't have to always be so sharp about it. It can be you know, it can be more gentle depending on the situation. If someone's stuck in a sin and they're filled with self-condemnation, you definitely want to be wise with how you encourage them uh, to keep moving forward.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's, that's super good. And that's super practical. Because we're all in situations where the momentum of the conversation is in a negative direction. Uh, it makes me think of uh, Miss Anita. Uh, good old Anita Ross. Uh, and, you know, she, um, led volunteer, you know, been at Calvary. Calvary I think
1: she's St. Anita by now. St. Anita. Anita. Yeah. Yeah.
0: St. Anita. Uh, and, uh, you know, worked in children's ministries, volunteered in whatever. And, you know, my experience of her is interesting in that she is encouraging in the sense of she doesn't talk negatively about other people. Mm-hmm. And in such a way that it's consi- it, it, in our culture, it's conspicuous by its absence, where That's she great. just encourages people not to talk about other people because she just doesn't participate, and the, and it doesn't take long for people to go, oh, okay, yeah, we're just not doing that, we're just not having this conversation, uh, yeah. and and she's she's not said anything about well you know you shouldn't be doing that, she just right conspicuously just opts out, says something positive, and pretty like, okay. She's encouraging me to have a different stance in this conversation Uh, and I think, wow, that's pretty countercultural because we feel like, hey, I'm right about that person. So because I'm right, I have the right to say the right thing in my mind. That's negative about you, but that's just the truth, baby. You know, you you do stink at this. Uh, You do frustrate me and it's because it's true I'm going to say it and that's... Sometimes encouragement is because it's true. You don't have to say it. Uh, there may not be uh, any good that comes from saying it, so perhaps consider not saying it is an encouragement, and it can be something we we might feel rebuked. I have felt rebuked by such encouragement when nobody actually said anything to mm-hmm. me. I thought, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, oops. That's true. That's on me. You yeah. know, and you move in actually. I, I'm being loving. stirred up to love and good works. That's right. I'm being stirred exactly. up. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's well,
1: because it's actually caring to you, because, you know, for me to go trash someone, um, you know, gossip or slander or whatever is actually hurtful to me. And I'm doing my mm-hmm. own damage. Mm. And for someone to not join in that, and I think you're right, silence may be one of the best antidotes to, to those toxic conversations and just not joining in because you start to realize it, 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 we're not going there and it's not a fight. It's not, you're not, right. you're not gonna, they're not gonna, you know, come at you. Like you, you shouldn't say that that's wrong. It's just their silence is going to make you stop and think. And, but it's actually loving to me to do that because I start to reflect on myself and I think, you know, maybe I, I shouldn't do that that's not helpful and imagine the peace, the internal piece of a person who is the encourager in those mm-hmm. situations
0: yeah 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 it's a challenging um it's a challenging concept for us because what you know leading you in a way that's good for you might be something you don't want and of course um but but that also means you know, I have to be kind of living in that bigger story as well. Uh, I know, you know, I've led a team, you know, in a church environment, and there's always opportunity for one team to talk about frustrations with this guy or this team or the leadership or whatever. And And the challenging part is I'll just assume they're right in their criticism because they might well be right. And it might actually be frustration and it might actually, you know, impinge upon the work that we're able to do and so on and so on. And so there's this sense of truth telling and justice that feels like, you know, I need to, I'm going to name this. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's some point at which, okay, we can maybe name it and let's, you know, correctly describe the situation we're in. But then we need to set it aside and go, how are we going to move forward? Uh, if this is true, how are we going to move forward? And how are we going to do our job? And how are we going to be f- faithful? How are we going to you know, uh, be faithful stewards of our, of our calling as a team uh, or as individuals? And it's so easy to stay in that first place. And, and yet, um, and it feels like I'm encouraging you in the moment by going, yeah, yeah. Let me tell you my story. And then we're telling stories. And we feel like mm-hmm. we're encouraging each other. But we're really not encouraging each other in the right direction uh, towards love and good deeds or it's it's a distraction and that becomes a distraction from my faithfulness um <clears throat> and so that's you know this sense this is i think what he's talking about that we as believers we as, as members of the body of christ need to be doing that for each other okay that might be true okay but what are we going to do how do we move the mission forward You know how do we deepen community? How do we have an impact in our community? You know how do we enact transformation in our own lives or in other people's lives? Because that's the that's the that's the thing that we're going to answer for. Um, And I feel like that sort of encouragement uh, is it's risky, Uh, right? Because it's like it's not welcome, and so. It feels risky. It might feel like, well, who are you? You know, right? Uh, who are you to yeah. say that to me? Uh, and for all that, all those reasons, I think true encouragement is pretty rare. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, what do we? How do we encourage people? Um, what does encouragement look like for people? And I don't know that I know the answer to this with whom we have a real sort of disagreement about, um, some cultural, you know, issue or on the opposite side of some cultural issue. Um, how do I encourage you and how how would you encourage me and, and what gets in the way of that? Because I feel like that's the situation we're in as a church we're divided but we're often divided over things that aren't really theological per se they're cultural they're political um, what do I need to do to be encouraging well I, I, I,
1: I think I hear what you're saying um, and to me I think it's this our common ground is a lot bigger than our uncommon ground mm-hmm. and we just you know we, we love to take the uncommon ground and and just perceive it as the ultimate and it's just most of the times not the case. You look at the early church um, when Paul's talking to Jews who would have likely been conservative um, uh, in their viewpoints, in their theology and in their politics and then you have Greeks who would have likely been liberal in their theology and their perspectives and their politics the early church had the same potential for disagreements and the same you know it's not it's not new for us i just think we've probably mishandled the opportunity for unity and allowed those things that we disagree on to become ultimate things so so a bit of a longer answer but to your point or your question Uh, we, I think we help each other find the common ground, Mm -hmm. you know, but what we, you know, what we do agree on is, um, loving each other, being Mm -hmm. patient with each other. Um, when we disagree, we do it in a civil manner Mm -hmm. and we respect each other. Like those are things that are clear from scripture. These
0: things matter. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think that's exactly right. And I think that's exactly the situation that we're seeing in in these passages, where, A, the situation we're in is not unique or new. They had uh, all of these differences, if not more profoundly in the New Testament. You know, class, politics, um, ethnicity, uh, clean, unclean, the whole whole gamut, right? Um, And yet, there was this, the call towards mission, endurance, encouragement, is this call back to... What do we share? We're all in this big story together. We're all God's people together. We all have this common mission. Uh, the day of the Lord is approaching for all of us. We will all be then together with the Lord. Um, and that's, I think, how we encourage one another now. That I feel like there's this sense of you know truth, telling, and justice where I have to speak to this thing in you that you're wrong about. And where, A, I don't have to do that necessarily. Uh, But B, all of what I say should be in this context of this bigger story that we're in. And I think the the worst part of the divisions in, in our church now have to do with distractions from who we are, why we're here, the story we're in, the mission we're on, and our destiny together. And if we reminded one another of all of those things, that would be truly encouraging. And we can disagree about Masks and vaccines and elections and politics and you know uh, critical race theory and intersectionality and you know, da, da, da 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 stuff that you know this set of things we can disagree about likely will be slightly different than the set of things we'll disagree on in five years or ten years, but there will be a set. And uh, to be truly countercultural, to be salt and light, would be to put all of those things as important as they might be in this perspective of this bigger story we're all in together and that really defines us uh, you know to all the things that were written in the past are there to, to instruct us and to inform us and the day is approaching and encourage one another as we see it coming. Um, I think that is truly encouraging and gives perspective, you know the, the, the giving perspective to the situation we're really in. So whether it's division or whether it's persecution or whether it's hardship or failure, all of those things are bad and it's not encouraging to say, they're not so bad. That's not encouragement. It's to say, yes, but we're in this big... They're not total. They're not defining. Uh, And I think that's encouraging to me. So this conversation is encouraging to me. Reading these passages is encouraging to me because it's... Spurring me in this direction of focusing on what's common and what's what we hold together. Um, so, I hope, hopefully, it's encouraging to you, the listener, you, the viewer, uh, as we are going through this journey together. Uh, so, it seems like a good place to land the plane. Yeah. Uh, let us encourage one another. Uh, and with that, grace and peace. Thanks for listening to Rogue Table Talks. Be sure you're subscribed to our podcast wherever you listen and on our YouTube channel. Just search Rogue Table Talks.